time. It's time to hit the ice, Penguin fans. Chris Mack has you covered with all the news and notes surrounding, surrounding your Penguin. Only on 5th Avenue Faceoff. Welcome back into 5th Avenue Faceoff. I'm Chris Mack of 93.7 The Fan and The Fan Morning Show. Pleased to be joined this weekend, a rare weekend edition of the show, by WPXI's Jenna Harner. Jenna, thanks for making some time. Uh, It's a beautiful day outside, and you decided to commit a few minutes of your day to talking about this hockey team that has us all absolutely spun in knots. So thank you for, for doing it. I appreciate it. You're welcome. I feel like it can kind of be cathartic, right? A little bit just to like air out some grievances, get some things out, talk through everything that's happening and what's going on. And there are things that are going great. And then there's things you're just like, what, what what's oh, happening? Here? You see things that are going great. Let's start there. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad someone sees some positives. So <laughs> start me there, Jenna. Where, what is going right? Because I, I have a piece of paper here with a list of things that are not going right that we can talk about, especially after the last 48 hours, uh, the loss on Long Island after blowing a 3-1 lead, the loss at home to the Devils when they the Penguins seemingly got dominated for the last 40 minutes of that game. So before we get to the negatives, though, let's maybe we'll do a little compliment sandwich here. We'll, we'll say something nice about the Penguins first. What do you have? Ricard Raquel. Ricard Raquel okay. has been so fun to watch. And he, as much as we've talked about some of the guys that this new management has let go and obviously contract situations, obviously, you know, I know so many people are looking at the fact that, Oh my God, what if this team had the Jerry McCann? What if this team Mm -hmm. had Brandon Tanev right now? And say even Sam Lafferty, who's being talked about as a trade piece in Chicago, which feels crazy to think of all the little, I know snowball effect, kind of wild, but Ricard Raquel has been, the decision that this management, this group, Ron Hextall, Brian Burke, they got right. And you just see it in the way that he's played. His numbers recently have been amazing. And I just keep looking back at what he did to set up Malkin against the Devils on Saturday night. And just Mm -hmm. that is his, that's what he's been doing. He, no matter who he's playing with, whether he's on the top line, whether he's on the second line, he compliments whoever he plays with so well. And I think he's been really fun to watch. And so it's a small one, small bright spot, but we're trying to find them, trying to find some. And I think, I mean, he's been great. And of course, looking just at the fact that they have four twenty goal scorers, which is great, but then it's like, okay, you look why. And then the rest of the lineup doesn't have nearly enough as what they should have. Yeah. And that's, you know, you're right. The Raquel, uh, that was a beautiful little give and go with Malkin to set him up for that first goal last night. Um, that one was really nice. And Raquel has been a bright spot. He, I think he played a really good game out on Long Island on Friday night and has been, for the most part, a big bright spot over the course of the last year for this team, getting him locked up long-term. I kind of questioned it first, but it makes a ton of sense now. And it looks like if he plays anything like he has this season for the majority of that contract, they will get more than their money's worth. Um, but here's, here's the other, I'm going to be, I'm going to be negative Nancy here. I'm going to be Debbie Downer. Mm. Um, this power play since the all-star break has been atrocious, not just look again, a pretty goal by Malkin last night. Okay. On the power play, but two of 19 since the all-star break on the power play, they're giving up shorthanded, not just chances, but against the devils, a shorthanded goal. Um, I don't know what the fix is because I, I, you're not changing personnel at this point. You've got the personnel that you have on the power play. 
So I don't know how to explain what the problem is with this power play. It isn't just on the road anymore that the power play has been struggling. It's now since the break, since they came back from the break, again, two of 19. And if they're not going to be good five on five, they're going to have to win uh, on special teams. And this is not getting it done. No. And look, we expect so much from this power play just because of the names that are on it. When you have a power play that features Chris Letang, Sidney Crosby, and Evgeny Malkin, ideally you think there is going to be something created. And then you throw in Jake Gensel in there. And then whether who, you know, whoever that second, that fifth guy is that they're having play, you expect a lot from this power play. You expect a lot from these guys. And I just don't know. I always go back to Phil Bork and what Phil Bork always says when there's power play struggles on this team. And he, it's a classic one, but just keep it simple, stupid. Mm -hmm. Keep it simple. And it's so, it gets frustrating because I feel like we see them trying to do too much. Sometimes we see these guys knowing the situation that they're in, knowing they're in a slump, knowing the power play hasn't been what they've expected it to be and what it was kind of at the mid range point of the season when they were firing on all cylinders. And it seemed like they were gaining a lot of chances. Now it's, especially with what we saw against the devils, I was saying to some of my coworkers last night when we were watching the game, I'm sitting there and I'm like, the devils are probably just taking penalties at this point because they know the penguins aren't going to do anything with the power play. And they're probably going to get more offensive chances. If they're in New Jersey going the other way, right. they're going to be use their speed in their transition game and the zone entries, the way that that was all, they were all trying to get, um, you know, the penguins were trying to get gain the zone and the devils were kind of playing them high and pressuring. And they just weren't allowing them to get those clean zone entries to get right. set up, to get anything going. I can understand the frustration and you're right at this point. It's kind of like, what, what more can they do? Because personnel isn't going to change. You're not going to flip flop guys because who else do you have in that sense? And and I think the book is out too on this team in that when you pressure them high in the zone on their zone entries, whether it's man advantage or five on five, most of this team wants to try and stick handle around it rather than just getting the puck deep. And yeah. it's one of those Mike Sullivan, uh, like core elements uh, that he tries to teach and that they still refuse to really grasp that w- when you do see the power play play well in the postseason in particular, when teams really do ratchet up that high zone pressure on the entry, it's because they just dump it in, regain possession, and then set up shot. They don't look to do something pretty, but I get the feeling, especially now that they're struggling, they're, when this team struggles on the power play or offensively at all, they start to try and get too pretty and it needs, yep. it needs, like you said, dumbing down, it needs simplified. And until they start to do that, you're going to get what we have, which is a team that struggles to do anything, both getting into the zone on the power play or in transition. It's just, it's tough to watch guys with this much skill, not grasp the concept, especially on the second half of a back-to-back due to their age of, of just simplifying the game. Yeah. And and we hear Mike Sullivan talk about it and he was incredibly livid after Saturday's game against the Devils, just in the frustration and in the way he was expressing, you know, the answers to the questions reporters were asking, but he, he said, it just comes down to execution. It just comes down to doing the little things right. And there's so much emphasis on that. We hear that from him so frequently, but when you see one guy not doing something right, whether it's so minuscule, it's just like a mishandling of the puck, or it's a stupid giveaway that leads to the devil's shorthanded goal. All of a sudden, it is kind of blown up more than just being under the little microscope where, you know, okay, this guy makes a mistake that contributes to this. And all of a sudden, it becomes such a bigger thing because so many of these guys 
aren't executing and aren't paying attention to the little details that is such a big part of Mike Sullivan's system. It's, you know, hey, here's how we play. Here's how we know we can win, or at least, as he always says, gives ourselves the best chance at success, the best chance to win. But in reality, when the little things aren't going right and when, you know, little execution and minute details aren't happening, all of a sudden, we see what we see in the last couple games. You see the way that this team can't hold on to a lead. I think that's something that's incredibly frustrating. And that's something that Mike Sullivan said, you know, you guys asked me this so much and how much more can we say? Because it's happened so much. It's so frequent now. Well, and it's not fair to Mike Sullivan because I think he's coaching them the same way he's always coached them. Not to say that he hasn't, he hasn't evolved or changed things over time, but you see the frustration in his face and in his voice after Saturday night's game, even after Friday night's loss, you saw some frustration in his voice and the way he talked about Casey DeSmith's performance, for example. Um, I don't know. It's not fair, but I don't know if he's able to get through to these guys. And, and that's the scary part because look in the NHL, it's all always all too common that, okay, the head coach, his message stops resonating. Well, we'll simply just move on to the next guy. And Mike Sullivan's not a guy that I think you just simply throw out and go find a new head coach. Like this is a guy that's coaching them to do the right things. And it's not just simply resting on the laurels of two Stanley cups five years ago, six years ago, when people say, well, you can't fire Mike Sullivan. It's because you don't want to fire Mike Sullivan because he's still the best guy for the job, I think. And it, it, it would be, it would be cutting off your nose to spite your face. Yeah. And that's exactly something too. I know that there's already people talking about, oh, maybe it is time to move. And it's like, no, 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 that's not going to be the solution right now. Mm -hmm. I think, unfortunately, this team is incredibly handcuffed and the reality of things, the reality of where they're at is this team is probably the fourth or fifth best team in the Metro division right now. Looking at the likes of Carolina, of the Rangers, of the Devils, the Penguins are just not there. And I know that that's really hard for a lot of people to hear just because of what this team is consistently. When you look at this team and you look at the Penguins and you look at the names on this roster, it's hard not to immediately say, of course, they're a Stanley Cup contender. They have Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang, and then all the other stars that are on this team that are part of this team. But in reality, unfortunately, they're very handcuffed right now. They're very, you know, locked into the guys that they have the contracts it's just the cap situation i know that that's been a big talk of talking point too it's kind of just they're very handcuffed and it's very tough for this team to be able to do a lot of things that i think so many people are expecting and obviously injuries and um the goalie situation which i'm sure we could spend a ton of time on too but i think when people look at mike sullivan and say you know hey is he the problem maybe getting rid of him will change things I don't think that that's going to be the solution, frankly. And unfortunately, it's just one of those years right now where they're kind of, they are what they are right now. And not to say that they can't change and not to say that, you know, this team can't get on a roll, but they're older. They, the third line is not producing. They don't have the depth that they have. If the top line isn't, the top two lines aren't going this team doesn't have a whole lot to generate from their bottom half, which is what you need from any Stanley cup contender. Not only is the third line, not generating offense, they are just getting dominated. Absolutely. I mean, they got manhandled by Jersey last night uh, on Saturday night. And I think, you know, the, when you look at, for example, the possession metrics and the three of the five bottom names on that sheet are your third line, 
Teddy Bluger's another name. And then a depth defenseman like Chad Ruedel is in there as well. Those yeah. are the guys you need to count on to not get blown out possession wise. And they are, they're getting absolutely handled. Do you have any more of those bright spots that we talked about earlier? That's a good question. Yeah. Compliment. Okay. Sam. Kind of yeah. bringing it back here. Okay. Um, so I, let, hold that thought for just a second. Cause I want to give people a reason to hang on through the break. <laughs> Jenna has another bright spot to bring up as far as the Penguins are concerned, despite all the negatives coming out of losing the back-to-back to to the Islanders and the Devils and getting ready for another one next weekend. Jenna's been nice enough to offer to stick through for a few more minutes. We'll do that. We'll give you a bright spot and continue to talk about how the Penguins can try to turn things around in the midst of this very busy part of the schedule as these games in hand evaporate and slip right through their fingers. That next on Fifth Avenue Faceoff.